I am called a social media influencer, but it's a stupid word, because what does it really mean? I don't want to influence people. I want to inspire them to think for themselves. But what does thinking for yourself really mean? Well, it means not regurgitating other people's thoughts, right? But it's way deeper than that. So come with me for a ride. It really means not thinking based on the old programming of the brain. The old programming that you learned from society, learned from people around you, the old programming that you learned from your experiences, the ways you learn to cope with life, which in many cases are ways to avoid hurtful and painful situations, which paradoxically lead to more hurtful and painful situations. But how can you get out of that if you don't even know that you're being thought by these programs, that you take these old thoughts based on trauma patterns as truth and make an identity out of them? Now you are identifying with labels and gave meanings to experiences like I have ADHD, I'm a Sigma male, I'm an Alpha male, I'm from this nationality, I have this religion. And the biggest crutch of all that people shockingly don't know about is you acting and thinking in a way to try to make feelings feel better. This is called a compulsion and it's destroying your mental health. Think of it, we are living in a society where it's so normal to say, I'm going to avoid this social event because I need to take care of my anxiety. I need to avoid anxiety. But the very thing of trying to avoid emotions, of trying to get relief from emotions by scrolling on social media is hurting and destroying your mental health. The reason why it's destroying your mental health is because the old trauma patterns that come up that you are trying to fix, trying to get relief from. This pattern is showing the brain that you want more of those trauma patterns to come up. The reason for that is the language of the brain. The language of the brain is behavior. It is your behavior. It is what you react to. If you are trying to fix feelings, if you are trying to fix thoughts, if you are trying to make feelings feel better, the brain doesn't understand oh, okay, we need to take these feelings away and make his feelings feel better. The brain understands by your behavior that you love fixing feelings. And if you love fixing feelings, how can you do more of the things that you love, which is fixing feelings? The brain will give you more feelings. Well, you can only do more of the things you love, which is fixing feelings, if the brain gives you more feelings. So by you trying to fix depression, you trying to fix anxiety, you trying to get rid of it, the brain thinks that's what you love to do. So the brain will give you more anxiety. And the more you're trying to avoid anxiety, the more you're showing the brain that this is still dangerous. And the brain will show you all the reasons why you still should have anxiety because it wants to look out for the danger for you. In addition, avoiding emotions will cause emotional weakness the same way as avoiding weights is causing physical weakness the same way as avoiding physical exercise is causing physical weakness so what is the solution well the first step is cognitive diffusion another big word you might think but I will explain it to you. Cognitive diffusion is the ability to differentiate between you and your brain you are not your brain you are not the thoughts and the emotions that you experience you cannot be because you can tell me about them even if you're going through them that means you must have the ability to observe them, which means you are the observer and you cannot be them. Now, the important part is to substitute your acting on those thoughts and emotions that come up to you acting on values that you set. 
That way you're not a slave to the brain because you are setting those values proactively and it's a great way to write them down outside because the brain can trick you. It will give you any thoughts and emotions for you to do compulsion. When I cut out the compulsion of driving in the car with always listening to podcasts or music to trying to make feelings feel better, to trying to distract myself from thoughts, the brain found a good reason why I should still listen to podcasts. You need to be productive. It will make you grow. You need to keep growing and healing. The brain will find all kinds of excuses for you not to be in the present moment and practice mindfulness. The brain is not your enemy. It's actually your best friend. It wants to protect you. But with our behaviors, we showed it the wrong things to be scared about. Now we have to change our behaviors to balance out our brains. Now the important part is to stop acting on those old unhelpful patterns like going back to your ex, overeating, or binge watching on social media. You're acting on urges. These urges are the old patterns. And if you keep trying to make a feeling feel better, if you're trying to keep getting relief from going on social media and doing these addictive behaviors, you are showing the brain that those old trauma patterns are still important and it will bring them up over and over again and you will stay in that cycle. How do you get out of those patterns and finally do the things that you always wanted to do? Well, you do that with a lesson that society has not only taught you, but also gaslighted you in a way to show you otherwise. The lesson is the following. All emotions are okay to have. There's nothing wrong with emotions. We want to have the capability to be able to have all the emotions and do the things we value. Society has taught you that you're not supposed to have anxiety, that you're not supposed to have fear, that you're not supposed to have jealousy. And by you judging and trying to fix those emotions, paradoxically, the brain is giving you more of those emotions. The problem is that society made an obsession with emotions by giving them meaning and try to diagnose every single emotional responses into a new label for people to identify with. A lot of the thoughts and emotions that the brain brings up on a daily basis are old ways to protect you from hurtful experiences. This is what your therapist called trauma. But trauma is an overused word. Most people cannot even explain it. Trauma expressions are only three things. Emotions, thoughts, and bodily sensations. These are the three ways the brain uses to try to protect you. The funny thing is when the brain brings up these feelings of abandonment or the fear of not being able to trust someone or the fear and jealousy to lose your partner, the first behavior that humans have been trained themselves to do is to try to make those feelings feel better, is to try to get control by going on social media and checking if your partner cheats on you. But this behavior causes even more jealousy. It causes more trauma patterns to come back up. This is where the importance of being comfortable with being uncomfortable comes in. Because the old trauma patterns urge you with an uncomfortable feeling and you want to make them feel better. But by doing that, you show the brain that those things are still relevant and the brain will give you more trauma patterns. The way you show the brain that you don't care about these old trauma patterns anymore is to be comfortable with those uncomfortable emotions. And the important part here is not just to sit there, but do things that you value. Do actions that you value instead with any emotions and thoughts that might be there. Don't ever just sit with emotions. That's dumb. Or when people say you need to feel those emotions, you feel them anyway. But if you focus so much on the emotions again, it's going to show the brain that that old trauma pattern must still be important. So you accept any experiences, any emotions that are there, and you only make it about valued actions. 
you need to change your engine from the emotional addictive engine to the valued action engine. This is how ADHD, BPD, PTSD, OCD you can recover from. Because the foundation of all of those things is being a slave to the brain. When a child does a painting project and it's supposed to finish the project and maybe it takes an hour, even if after 10 minutes the child screams, Mom, can I have the iPad? I'm bored. The boredom was a pattern that came up and the child reacted to that pattern. So the child was a slave to the brain. And now every time boredom comes up, it asks for the iPad. Not only that, it practices the skill of distraction. And next time anxiety comes up, are you grabbing the iPad? Are you going on TikTok? Are you going on YouTube to distract yourself? Because if so, you're training yourself to be a slave to the brain and not to be the boss of the brain and not to use your brain as a helpful friend that can help you in situations. You let that friend be in charge and that friend learned old unhelpful patterns because we haven't showed it the new helpful patterns and the more you avoid emotions the more emotionally weak you become which means the more sensitive you become to emotions so the more you avoid social events because of anxiety the more anxiety you will get to go to social events the more you spend time in your head dressing in a way so you don't freak out about your appearance the more you will freak out because you show the brain that it's dangerous the more you spend time in your head thinking about what's the right thing to wear, what's the right thing to say, the more the brain understands from your behavior that you love to chase the validation of other people and the brain doesn't differentiate. It will support you in chasing the validation of other people and it will support you by giving you more urges to chase more of the validation and the urges is giving you more insecurity, more thoughts of not feeling good enough because then it knows you will chase more of the validation which you showed that you love by your behavior. And it's your behavior outside and your behavior in your head. The symptoms of ADHD is hyperactivity, easily distracted from work or play, frequently interrupting others to try to make feelings feel better because they have urges. The brain gives urges and you react to them, cannot stay seated, squirms and fidgets, all to try to make feelings feel better because they didn't learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. They didn't learn to be a space for all the emotions. They didn't learn to build the skill to be emotionally fit. People who got my emotional fitness program recovered from ADHD because they practiced not being a slave to the brain and doing the things that they value. There's no such thing as an ADHD brain. It's active compulsions that the person does that trains themselves into lack of focus and emotional weakness and being a slave to the brain. Thoughts come in and you react to them. Thoughts come in and you let yourself be distracted by them because you didn't train otherwise. And really, most people made an identity out of ADHD because now you have an excuse to not do the things that you value. Because doing the things that you value are scary because you avoided them for such a long time. And avoiding those things shows the brain that those things must be dangerous. And if those things are dangerous, the brain wants to protect you again. How does the brain protect you? It doesn't have arms, it doesn't have legs, it doesn't have tentacles, it doesn't have knives. It protects you with the three things it has access to. Emotions, thoughts, and bodily sensations. So it will give you more depression, more anxiety to not do the things you value. And of course, you rather use the excuse of ADHD now than to face your fear. And then, because you're scared other people get ahead, you're going on social media in the comments saying that you cannot recover. You just need to take pills. And then you find other people who are agreeing with you. But I'm not letting that slide anymore. Just because you don't want to work doesn't mean other people don't want to work. And you are discouraging them. It's very logical to recover from ADHD. You can train being emotionally fit. 
You can train your focus. It's like a muscle. Like the child that's painting, that if it accepts the boredom and the uneasiness and the anxiety and goes back mindfully to painting for an hour, it trains its focus, it trains its emotional fitness. Finding an identity and a sense of being special through giving yourself a label of ADHD is not as fulfilling as actually doing the things you want to do. And you can start your podcast. You can start your business. You can start your creative endeavors with any emotions and thoughts. It's going to be about training emotional fitness. And like training physical fitness, you will get stronger and stronger. And the funny thing is, over time, you will be happier than ever before. But if you look for relief right away, you will get more mental health problems, more isolation, and more depression. The way to change your life is to become clear about the things that you value. Write them out. And the values are fed with actions. Physical fitness is a value. It's fed by yoga, gym, boxing, soccer, any physical fitness that you love to do and you want to explore. Relationships are supported by activities together, spending time together, listening mindfully to a person. Your business is supported by you making podcasts, you making TikToks, you going to work. It's all actions. So you want to change from the emotionally addictive engine that reacts to emotions and thoughts to the valued action engine. And by being okay with any emotions and thoughts and not trying to fix them, not trying to make them feel better and mindfully acting on the things you value, you're showing your brain a new way and your brain will change. It changed for me and it changed for many others I coach. I know mindfulness is used a lot as a word, but I'll show you the importance of it. If you're cutting out the old patterns of jealousy that come up to try to check on social media of your partner, if they cheat on you and you don't do that anymore as an action, and instead right now you're playing volleyball with your friends, yes, you cut out the physical compulsion of checking on social media. But if you're playing volleyball with your friends and thoughts come in and say, oh, is he cheating on you? And you still have conversations in your head to get relief. Oh, no, he wouldn't do that. Or he's now at this place you're still feeding the pattern. That's why mindfulness is so important. Show your brain that nothing is dangerous anymore by you being mindfully in the moment and doing the thing that you value. So with this video, I hope I inspired you to change from the emotionally addictive engine to the valued action engine because you don't have an alternative. You can stay in victim mindset like many others and you can keep acting on those thoughts and emotions and trying to distract yourself with social media or venting with your friends and family which all try to make feelings feel better, but it will further hurt your mental health and it will keep you stuck. Or you can instead take actions. This video will mean nothing if you don't act. Your brain only changes with actions because your brain's language is behavior. And the brain will even try to protect you from the positive things I told you in this video by saying, maybe you need to listen to another video or maybe you need to buy another book. Maybe you need to heal first before starting your podcast or starting your business. And it sounds like logical thoughts, but it's compulsions. And it's only there to prevent you from doing the things you value. Because the brain is your best friend. And we taught it wrong. Now it's our turn to teach it right by trusting ourselves to have any emotions and thoughts and start the things we want to do. You got to take that little child by the hand that's screaming and yelling that we're not ready yet. And you are the adult now and do it anyway. Then when we show the brain or the child that it's okay... Over time, it will learn its own value. But for that, you have to do what you value. <sighs> Much love.